Rolling, 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 do do do. Hey, I'm Jonathan, otherwise known as Jono, and I want to be the very best like no one ever was. Hey, I'm Zantok, otherwise known as Lister, and I'm going to catch them all, because that's just what I do. To catch them, it's my lizard. Oh man, I forgot the yeah, lyrics. I, forgot, my I head. forgot what the lyric was. I just knew there was something about catching them all, and that that's what I was going to go because oh. I didn't know that you were going to do that as a bit, so I didn't have anything fucking prepared. <laughs> Hey, so uh, great! Thanks for screwing me over. <laughs> I screwed Ladies myself over I'm now too. Now looking for a new co-host. If you would uh, be interested in the position, you may apply by messaging me on Facebook. Thank you. <laughs> we will provide all of that in the in the description. Well, at least the screw over was mutual because <sighs> I totally blanked on lyrics I've had stuck in my head for twenty years. Uh, and that's and that's the T, folks. <laughs> So, today, second Smashtopia episode, how are you feeling about that? Woo! I'm excited Heck yeah. for it. Uh, yeah. So, last last Smashtopia episode was my favorite episode we've done so far. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, it was Waluigi, of course it was. We had all the opportunity to be freaking crazy, like, as Trolls. much as we wanted it to be. Yeah, exactly. But, um, and now we're, now we're get, diving into Pokemon... Diving into Gen Gen One with Gengar, and it's Happy Halloween. I mean, oh, happy okay. Halloween. Well, I mean, I was gonna mm -hmm. introduce the character a little bit different than that, but hey, sure. You know, Gengar. That's what we're doing. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, it, it's it's 1996 <clears throat> or uh, 1998 for those of you who don't live in Japan, like you know the two of us. Mm -hmm. You turn on the game for the first time, red, blue, whatever version doesn't matter and what you see on your screen after the game freak logo fades away you see the back of a shadowy like pokemon and another pokemon just running out to attack it and it's it's showing you a battle that's going on that you're essentially watching on tv as the game is starting up and it's mm -hmm. gengar versus nita rhino and they use that same intro for the first episode of the anime as well the very first two pokemon you ever see when you turn on the game gengar nita rhino Mm -hmm. Why is it Rhino? Honestly, I don't know. But Gengar. <laughs> Gengar's cool. Yep. It's G Gengar is the only fully evolved Pokemon in the original Kanto Pokedex. It's it has it has an entire town and setting that's just perfect for goats being the Lavender Tower, which is where dead Pokemon are buried. There's mm -hmm. an elite four member Agatha that uses ghost like Pokemon only. <clears throat> she has like two Gengars and two Pontras, which is really kind of stupid. In all honesty, they should have included more ghosts if they were going to create a, a character that specialized in them. But whatever. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. I didn't make the games. Mm -hmm. I also didn't make the decision to only introduce one new ghost type in the second set of games. But whatever. I'm not Game <laughs> Freak, clearly. But Don and I have sat down. We were just like, okay, we want to do a Pokemon. For mm -hmm. Smashtopia fairly early on because there's over 800 of these guys and while no we're not going to make a character out of all of them good god no can you imagine making moves for magic uh, never say never oh god i'm saying never <laughs> i'll say we, something we, we wanted to do we wanted to do a pokemon we both had a few different ones that we were considering that oh these could be good these <laughs> could be good but th there was one that we both felt like you know this pokemon could be fun mm -hmm. and despite the fact that gengar is Yet another Gen 1 Pokemon. 
when we don't even have a Gen 3 or a Gen 5 rep in Smash, which I hear you. I agree with that. That's nonsense. Pelipper for Smash. We, we, not who I would go with, but I know you like your big build bird. Mm-hmm. We, we we both just like the idea of Gengar. It, we we really wanted to use it, and it's got it's got its fun episode in the anime. It's not it doesn't really have a huge importance to the series overall, but until Gen Seven, it was one of the best Pokemon to use competitively. It was in the OU tier for Smogan, pretty much mm-hmm. from day well maybe not day one. It might have been Gen Two on when it was because originally Ghost were weak to Psychic when they were supposed to be strong against it because you know programming errors. So fun times mm-hmm. with that. But having actually, it might have been Gen three when they started being good because they got the levitate ability. I'm not really sure. Yeah. But they they've they've had to stretch a strong presence of the competitive scene through that. They got a mega evolution in Generation six. Uh, there really hasn't been any characters that necessarily specialized with Gengar besides Agatha, to my awareness. I mean, I guess Morty counts because he also used Ghosts and Johto. But mm-hmm. th- despite all that, they've still been a fan favorite Pokemon. And when they were created, Pokemon Tournament, which is the Pokemon fighting game for those of you that didn't that weren't aware that one existed, mm-hmm. not the greatest, could have been better. <laughs> uh, there was a Twitter they, like they asked the developers asked on Twitter like what Pokemon that people would like to see in the game. And based on the responses, they added Gengar. They mm-hmm. didn't realize Gengar was going to be as popular as he was. And because of that, they, they added him to the game when otherwise he would not have made it. I don't mm-hmm. I don't know what they would have done otherwise. I don't know if there was a different ghost that they had in mind. But I'm still <laughs> glad that they, they added Gengar. Despite the fact he looks a little little weird in the game. The, the modeling, I don't I don't know what art style they're using for that game, but didn't gel with me. It didn't look quite right. But yeah, the point of it all is Despite Gengar technically not being having a huge presence uh, throughout the anime or the games, it's still very popular. Mm-hmm. We don't yet have a ghost type playable in Smash. It's Gen One. Most people like Gen One. Mm-hmm. Let's talk Gengar. What if Gengar wasn't Smash? Exactly. And before we get into that, I'd like to just add Gengar. I feel just design-wise and having Gengar at the start of the very first Pokemon game, the start of the very first episode of the Pokemon anime, it is an iconic Pokemon regardless of being Gen 1. And Absolutely. It, it deserves a spot. Why, why isn't it a Rhino not iconic for that same reason? Eh. Not as cool. Did you uh, say a Rhino, Don? <laughs> no. No, I did not. I we'll... feel like you did, and it's an Ido Rhino. If we'll we'll go back and we'll play the tapes back later, okay. But in the, in the meantime, enter Gengar. What if Gengar were playable in Smash, as you said? Uh, starting from the top, let's go for the entrances. Uh, let's go with what's your first entrance idea? So I, I have two possible ideas for mm-hmm. entrances. One of them is more in line with what most of the other Pokemon uses entrances in Smash, and one is just. A little bit different, a little bit more thematic with its ghost type. Mm-hmm. So mo- most Pokemon in Smash, their entrance animation is a Pokeball gets thrown on the stage and they pop out of it. You know, yeah. plain and simple, easy, easy. So for mine, it's like instead of having it be a regular Pokeball, I have it being a Desk Ball. Because Desk Balls are more effective either in caves or during night. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's kind of fitting for Gengar. It's a ghost. Ghosts come out at night, so <clears> a Desk Ball. Makes it more sense than just a regular Pokeball. Mm-hmm. So I got that as an idea. My second idea is to have Gengar, he kind of just like flickers in from out of existence. 
He just he's just like appears. So it's kind of like you know how you have a bad TV signal and just be like flickering, mm-hmm. or, or or a light that flickers on and off because you know it's about to die. It's it's sort of that kind of idea. He just appears with the flickering, and it's accompanied with a short ghostly wail. I love it. Um, that's that's not too far from my solo idea for for an entrance. Mm-hmm. Uh, which which was more in line with I was I was thinking uh, slightly more cartoony maybe maybe influenced from the anime which is no surprise because every Pokemon in Smash is uh, <clears throat> where his his he flickers in as you said with a with a with a laugh uh, and its mouth and eyes appear a little before the rest of its body but the same general idea um, so kind of like a Cheshire cat. Kind of like a Cheshire cat, yeah, exactly. Or, or you know, like how how uh, Pac-Man goes to look when you when you eat the power pellet. True. Uh, yeah. So I don't know what what we're thinking of here, but off the top of my head, I I like your second idea. Okay. I I, I really wasn't sure either way which one of them I prefer. I'm, I'm kind mm-hmm. of mi- I I like both because on the one hand, I like there being themes. Mm-hmm. Like most Pokemon cannot have a Pokemon. <clears throat> I love that idea. It makes a lot of sense. True. But for Gengar, I mean, and Mewtwo doesn't come out of Pokemon. Well, he just teleports in, essentially. Mm-hmm. I, I think he might be the only Pokemon that doesn't come in through a Pokemon. Or get, or maybe uh, Greninja might be different as well. Got it. I would have to check. I'm not sure at the moment. But Gengar just feels like it's one that it could have its own unique appearance. I agree. Like, I if, agree. If Pseudo-Wudo somehow got in, that one's coming out of a Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Gengar, Gengar's got options. And so I'm totally good to go with the flickering. Yeah, so so am I. I, I uh, even though Waluigi, you know, it's, it's it's just such a character built through personality, and mm-hmm. we were able to play off of that a lot. And we knew going into making it, any most other characters besides Waluigi, not even just Gengar, that we wouldn't have that kind of template to really work off of as liberally. I still, um, with this move set, partial spoiler, uh, try to just incorporate a lot of ghostly aspects and of of Gengar's typing and, and character into it too so mm-hmm. that's what I was thinking of I think if this were or you know uh, someone can correct me if I'm wrong but I think in the anime it's appeared similarly out of out of the blue in the past uh, uh, to, to be honest the only mm-hmm. Gengar I remember the anime mm-hmm. is uh, the one Pokemon Tower episode where mm-hmm. Ash is trying to get a Haunter or really mm-hmm. a Ghost type in general to beat Sabrina <laughs> that's all I remember got it yeah, I, I don't remember much either, but you know that's that's just kind of the show. We are passionate. We're not necessarily professionals. Um, <laughs> so, if we were, we'd be making money. If anyone wants to sponsor us, message me. Uh, Cream soda, see. please. Cream soda, please. A couple hundred dollars here and there. That'd be nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so. Off the top of my head, if we're if we're gonna go with one, I I would choose your your flickering in. All right, I'm good with that. Okay, moving on to taunts. Uh, since you taunts started off with the with, yeah exactly. Since you started off with the entrances, I'll I'll go for my up taunt first. Okay. Uh, so my idea, and this is playing into the character of a mischievous ghost. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gengar will lift its hands up just standing there in its idle pose with a lifted hands up over its ears. You know when you're uh, 
when you're a kid in grade school or, or kindergarten and you will put your hands up to your face and wiggle your hands kind of alternatingly towards someone that you or wiggle your fingers towards someone that you've beaten in hacky sack or something and and you know it's kind of like a nanny nanny boo boo kind of thing and you stick your tongue out at them razzmatazz uh that that nana nana <laughs> yeah exactly Ex- expressionately taunting its opponent like that and, and laughing at them with that expression i wish i had thought of that because that's brilliant eyes closed and smiling I... see see mm-hmm. i thought of something very similar to that and i i have mm-hmm. it tentatively marked as like my down taunt mm-hmm. but that's that's perfect i i really do wish i had thought of that one that's great the tides that, are that turning fits right into his ghostly trollish nature yeah but um on, on the other side of that another classic uh facial expression like taunt that mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to talk about even though it's not my up taunt that i have written down uh you you watch the anime oh yeah you, you you know that thing some characters do when they want to taunt somebody you know they pull down their eye little little and they stick up their tongue oh you, you yeah. know that yeah yeah that's one of my taunts I don't know I like what it. that's called. I just have it written down as the classic anime taunt. Because <laughs> I don't <laughs> it, know what to call it. Hey, it happens a lot in Pokemon. So I wish I it thought does. of that. Mm-hmm. Misty does it to Ash super early <clears throat> on. Yep. Yep. No, I, I like it. We'll more than likely find a place for it. And I don't know why I really set up taunt. These can be for anything and we can just sort it out. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but what I have tentatively put down as my, as my down taunt is... Just something similar to the entrance. Gengar disappears from frame, with the exception of its eyes and mouth, and it makes a harrowing cackle and returns to frame. That's it. Just just kind of a little classic horror buzz. So I've got something super similar to that as well, and it's actually my up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have it as Gengar's body will do a slow fade. Mm-hmm. And by slow, I mean slow for a taunt stand. It's not necessarily slow, because taunts have to be fast. Mm-hmm. So it slow, slowly fades out until only the mouth and tongue remain. Specifically mouth and tongue, not even the eyes, just mm-hmm. just the mouth and tongue to make it even weirder. <laughs> Gengar looks at a creepy as hell laugh because, you know, ghost. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of Gengar reappears. No, I like that. It, I, I, like using, I like using tongue, and that includes the practice of Smash Brothers. So <laughs> that that's good. That's good. Um <laughs> After that, um, honestly, just kind of got a little less creative with my with my final taunt, which is just Gengar points at an opponent and jovially laughs with an amused expression. Maybe its tongue is sticking out of its mouth just a little bit and it's biting down. Humored. That's it. Mm-hmm. That's it. Okay, so, mm-hmm. my last taunt. This one is, is kind of sort of based off of uh, the Pokemon Tower episode of the anime. Mm-hmm. Um, the in that episode, you see Gengar balancing on a circus ball. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Upside down with one of his hands. That's not the taunt. <laughs> That's not the taunt, though. Okay. The taunt is actually... Uh, the circus ball will appear for the Gengar. You know, it's it's at, it's next to his foot. And Gengar moves to kick it. Except, mm-hmm. you know... He kind of pulls a Charlie Brown. <laughs> There's no Lucy. But you know, he goes to kick. He whiffs hard. Falls flat on his back, and he's actually affected by the trip status condition. Nice. Why? Why? Why not? But I'm not done. 
Mm-hmm. The circus ball actually rolls forward a very, very short distance. Like I'm talking, like as as wide as Kirby is mm-hmm. that distance. That's it. And if another opponent is in that ball's way, they are dealt one percent of damage, and they are also <laughs> tripped. Much like how Greninja, uh, Luigi, and Sneak all have taunts that can do one percent of damage if an opponent gets hit by either it's Luigi's kick, <clears throat> uh, Greninja's little water spouts, or Sneak's cardboard box. Mm-hmm. Like that, that circus ball could damage and trip an opponent, but Gengar also gets tripped. No, I love it. I I love it. Good, good on you uh, for for coming up with that one. Uh, I would say let's fast track that. For sure. Really? I yeah yeah. Okay. There, there's a I'm couple sure. that. Are, there's a couple of these taunts that I feel like are locks. Yeah, well, here's the problem: we only have room for three. Yeah, and we and all of them are all of them are pretty decent. Uh, which what what are there any that you feel passionate about? I mean, I, I really like. Um, we both had a similar idea of his body kind of disappearing, and then mm-hmm. there's a laugh. And then also yeah. we had like the anime taunt where he pulls down the eyelid, and then also the na 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 na. Oh I, man, we I feel like we want at least one of the anime taunt or the na na na. At least one. We could have both, but mm-hmm. also I will say on the circus ball thing. Mm-hmm. I have uh, something similar for the victory pose, and we could save one of these if we if we don't make up. That's true. Taunt, That's it can true. become a victory pose. That's true. Just because we lose the taunt here doesn't mean we lose it entirely. Like true. some of my victory poses, I'm not opposed to dropping. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, shoot, I think we made the decision on taunts now in the Waluigi episode. That doesn't necessarily mean we have to. Oh, uh, actually, we waited. Actually, we did both. Okay. We talked about taunts and okay. victory poses first. Well, folks, this is all just a part of the recording process. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, in that case, I guess we can move on to victory poses. Yes, and then we'll okay. come to our decisions. Sure thing. What's, uh, so, what's What do you have in mind? So for my first victory pose that I've written down is that uh, kind of similar to the entrance I wrote down, uh, Gengar will start to flicker into view on the left side of the screen, back in the background, where he flickers back out again. Then he reappears closer, maybe about mid-range on the screen, on the right side of the screen. Flickers back out again. Mm-hmm. Then he reappears really close to the camera, flickers back in, just right there in your face. I kind of took a tiny bit of inspiration from The Shining for that, where you have like two twins in the hallway that kind of like mm-hmm. disappear, reappear as they get in closer. That's kind of the idea I had going with this. Nice. No, I, I, I like that too. And it's similar to that, I had an idea inspired by classic horror nothing nothing specific like the shining or gengar will snap its fingers and the screen totally turns to black mm-hmm. and then you know just just a split second later uh its mouth becomes visible with its tongue and then its eyes become visible a second later and it's staring straight towards the screen with its face right up against the screen staring back at you and that's all that you see as the rest of the screen is black and there's a cackle that's it Okay. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what's next on your agenda? So my second one is actually that scene where Gengar is bouncing on the circus <clears> ball. <throat> That's it. That's the degree <laughs> issue. He's bouncing on the circus ball right there, having a good old time. He just wants to have fun. Nice. That that's that's victory pose number two. Plain and simple. <laughs> well on, on that on that note I'll give you my simple one too then. Uh, all I had was something something pr- maybe too simple. Gengar drops onto its back in a fit of belly laughs. That's it. That's all. Okay. 
yeah, just just little little mischievous, but nothing nothing scary. All right. So then, my third one then is that that's that's the start. Game mm-hmm. is nowhere to be found. The mm-hmm. camera pans to the left, then pans back to the right. Oh my god! Still can't find Gengar. And then suddenly, jump scare sound effect. Gengar's right in front of the camera, wags its tail around, or tail, wags its tongue around, and just starts <laughs> laughing uproariously because he just jump scared the hell out of you. Nice. Oh man, that was a good one. Uh, because my la- my last one is only. Uh... I have it as Gengar transforms into Mega Gengar, but it doesn't have to. Uh, either either way, just imagine it in either form, uh, zipping in and out of of you know vision, uh, where it will fade in from the left, fade in from the right, then fade into the center, and just look at the camera, laugh, done. That was it. That's all. So so that's my first victory pose. What you just said. Basically, but yours was better. The only difference between ours is that uh, yours is Mega Gengar and mine was regular Gengar. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, well, that makes that easy. <laughs> uh, yes, it, it does. I did have a bonus one as well. Mm-hmm. One that I considered, but I didn't end up keeping it as one of my top three. It's basically Gengar is already right there in front of the camera, and he just gives the, the camera screen a big old lick with his tongue. Oh, my God. Spectral slime just left on the screen. Oh, my and it God. it nasty. That plays into something. That I'm that we're gonna touch upon a little later. Oh, I bet it does. Oh yeah. It also reminds me of a of a character that I had in mind for a future episode. But Licky Tongue? Uh no no, uh you were you were close. Licky Licky? Uh Chucky Finster. So Gooey from Kirby. Uh no, it was it was actually Chucky, but we can talk about that at a later time. Okay. Okay. So now we gotta figure out what of our three taunts? What are our three victory poses? Mm-hmm. We got we got some good ones. We got to decide between. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad we didn't make that lock stick because I spoke way too soon, and I also forgot about your anime taunt pose at the same time. And I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, thanks for that. So, um, what what are you feeling for for taunts? So. I think, first of all, the Gengar flickering in and out of you, we should keep that as a victory post because we both said that one. Agreed. So since we since we both said it, let's go ahead and both keep that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you mentioned let's fast track the uh, kicking the circus ball. Do you still feel that way? Uh, no, because there's two possible options involving the circus ball, and I feel kind of like we should maybe only go for one. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like you're saying let's keep him balancing on a circus ball for a victory pose. If you want to go that way, that's totally fine with me i i do i do think we can oh you i'm sorry you were saying do one or the other yeah yeah okay i got you now Mm -hmm. Um, okay um for for the taunts i I really want to do both of the uh the facial expression ones the anime taunt and the nana nana nana. i really want to do both of those i like them both a lot i agree i agree it's a question do we want to have them both be taunts though or do we want to have one of them be a victory pose right Right, because uh, well, victory poses. Let's let's go over that really quick. We had the jump scare one that I loved, and I think should also be included one hundred percent. Um, then I I can't recall the belly laugh one. Let's just toss that aside. Uh, okay. Screen turning black. 
uh, I like that, but it's very similar to the jump to the jump scare. So that might be something if you wanted to incorporate one of those two taunts as a victory pose, or if you wanted to do the circus ball one as the final victory pose, mm-hmm. it might be a good time to fast fast track that. So okay, so we've got flickering as one of the victory poses. Um, mm-hmm. I really like the circus ball one. Jump scare one is great. <laughs> I mm-hmm. think we can do without licking the screen. Agreed. And then um, I don't. I don't necessarily think belly laughs is bad. No, no. I, um, I, I do agree with you though that we don't need both jump scare and the the screen going black. Mm-hmm. It's a question of more: do we want belly laughs or do we want jump scare? Uh, I want jump scare. That's that's okay. That's what I'm feeling. So our three victory posts that are going to be flickering into view. Uh, the Circus Ball Balancing Act, and Jump Scare. Sounds good to me. All right. Those are our three victory poses. You heard it here first, folks. Which nice. means that I'm assuming uh, our taunts are going to be Nana Nana, mm-hmm. uh, the classic enemy taunt, and then either uh, either a second with the Circus Ball where he kicks it, or um, him slowly fading away and then having the tongue and mouth thing. Right. Uh, let's so see. What's that, it going to be? It's a little bit more difficult to say. The Circus Ball, I mean, it's from a notable episode of the anime. Uh, and it would have its place, having, well, a, having a separate... It, hmm. it, it is, but it's actually... The Circus Ball from the anime. The, the actual uh, kicking the ball thing, I made that up. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. I, I, it was derived from Peanuts, and I like that. Yes! Uh, Gengar's disappearing from frame. I mean, that's iconic to Gengar. But if we think about it, we also already have that as the entrance. So if you wanted to make it a little more... Uh, if you wanted to keep it closer to character, maybe the, the disappearing from frame. But if you wanted to make it a little more zesty and expressional, expressionable, then maybe we should go for the ball. So Something else that we could do that I just came up with. Mm-hmm. Uh, what if he just uh, kind of like rocked on the back of his feet and just laughs? Yeah, that would work too. That would work like that too. Would, that would fit him pretty darn well. Mm-hmm. I think I know what I'm what I'm going for with between the three ideas. Mm-hmm. What's um, that? Want to say it on the count of three? Even though there's going to be some delay, it doesn't matter too much. Um, if if you feel passionate about something, that is. I, okay. I'm more interested to hear what you think, actually. Okay. Uh, I'll count myself down. Three, okay. two, one. Ball. Banana party. Exactly. Yes. So uh, kicking the circus ball then. Okay. I thought you were. I kind of thought you were going to go with the last since that was one of your victory pose ideas. No, I, I'm. I'm all for making a character have a personality. So that's all right. Yeah. Sounds good to me then. Mm-hmm. So there's one more thing that we need to figure out before we can get into actual meat of a character's moveset. Mm-hmm. And that's the Kirby hat. Yep. Now I don't got much really special in mind here because for the Pokemon, they're generally more or less the same idea of Kirby kind of wears just like a skin cap that looks at the top half of that Pokemon's head. Mm-hmm. It's, that's generally speaking the idea. I'm actually, I don't think that's different for any of the Pokemon. I'm pretty sure all of them are like that. Yeah. Him. Yeah. And that's pretty much what I have for Gengar as well. It's just like he wears like a skin cap on the top of Gengar's head. You know, it's dark purple. Um, you see the little ears and like the spiky tuft of hair in the top. Mm-hmm. That's more or less it. There's there's not much special you can do there. That's true. Um, so so what I had in mind for the Kirby hat. 
was Kirby takes on that iconic tufty hair, right? Yep. But he also wears Chucky's glasses. And like Chucky, if you, if you get hit, you can actually lose the glasses and it'll make you trip during gameplay until you find the glasses again. I don't know why I never see the bits coming from you. Like, you'd think after these many years, I would be able to tell when you're about to go on some weird thing. Mm-hmm. But I never can. And I'm always just sitting there just like, damn it, got me again. Why now, do I ever let him talk? Now, the Rugrats and Paris stage I have in mind is inspiring. But I think for Gengar, we are both on the same page with Kirby Hat. Yeah, I mean, there's really not other options unless we just say, oh, Kirby turns purple. But <laughs> what about if he has alternate skins? Yeah. I mean, what what happens? Kirby turns purple with red eyes and a creepy smile. Nah, God, no. It would just look bad. <laughs> it would look bad. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that said, meat and potatoes, right? Special yes. moves? Special moves. Now, I don't know about you. I don't know how you did your moves. Mm-hmm. But for me... All of mine come directly from the uh, learn list that he has in the Pokemon games. Like, every every move I gave him, he actually learns through the games. One, yeah. of them, one of them was difficult to come up with. I'm still not happy with it, but I couldn't think of anything else with the out special, so mm-hmm. this should be fun. I, uh. I have some stuff in mind, too. Um, how I approached it was I did go off the move list, but I also, and there I think there's certain moves that people find to be iconic to Gengar. And yeah. I I kept some of those moves for sure in the moveset. But because they would be deemed as typical, I went for other angles on how they would actually be incorporated and function. So it'll be it'll be it'll be interesting and, and I know that you like to come in sideways a lot and surprise me like with Waluigi, so I am very interested in seeing what you have for your specials. Where would you like to start? I don't honestly don't know if there's going to be much surprises in this one for me. Like his moves, well, I have some added qualities to them. The Rattler's standard, honestly. Mm-hmm. Oh, got it. Um, yeah, it's. I don't know. And like there were there were a couple moves. Just just to go on a brief tangent here, there were a couple moves that are like big traditional ghost type moves <clears throat> that I really considered, but mm-hmm. I couldn't figure out how to get them to work. Like Curse, that's a big move that's that's uh, associated with ghost types. But I could not think of how to make it work in Smash and be satisfied <laughs> with the idea, so I didn't include it. Maybe I did. We'll see. Maybe you did. I don't know. Because like, my problem with it was like, oh, ghost types use this move and they lose 50% of their health and then the opponent gets hurt every turn. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, mm-hmm. how can I translate that in a satisfying way? Could have come up with anything that I really liked. But starting from the top, and by top I do not mean up specials, <laughs> Time for the standard special. What I had, this is a move that when I first thought of Gengar and Smash, like upwards of a year ago, I had one move in mind that I just loved the idea of, and I was always going to include it. It, it could theoretically work as a side special as well, mm-hmm. but for my standard special, I have Shadow Punch. Nice. Most people might be thinking, wait, but why not Shadow Ball? That makes more sense for Gengar, and you're right. It does. But Mewtwo mm-hmm. already has that move. And I don't like doubling up on Pokemon moves, so no, no Shadow Ball. So, but my idea for Shadow Punch, you might be thinking, oh, it's so he just punches. I mean, yes, but also no. What I have in mind for this is 
Gengar, he, he charges up the punch. Yeah. And if you don't charge at all, it is just a punch. He just punches forward. You know, it's a little bit stronger than a regular punch, but whatever. But if you charge it, then when he throws his punch, his fist disappears from his body. Disappears from the map. Mm-hmm. But a set distance later, depending on how long you charge the move, the shadowy fist reappears and punches. So it's a ranged <laughs> punch. Nice. And the opponent is not going to know where it is or when it's coming, unless you know it's a pro player who has studied this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. They're just going to be like, all right, the fist is gone. Um, um, oh, God, it's not <laughs> in the face. Yep. Oh, man. And it, as it's ranged, would it mm-hmm. be able to be arced like Pitt's arrows, or would, would, would you have some sort of free range as you're charging it? For it to appear, say, uh, you know, some diagonal distance away, or would it just be straight moving? I I, I was debating on that actually. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm not entirely sure on my answer to be honest, but mm-hmm. I feel like there are a lot of moves and a lot of and a lot of moves for characters I've created that do allow for a slight arcing. Mm-hmm. That sometimes you need to have one that just doesn't have an arc, especially since this move is one where you don't actually see it coming, you don't see it mm-hmm. following a path. I feel like don't. I feel like it shouldn't arc. Yeah, it should be a straight shot. Yeah. Okay, that's 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 fair. I I do like that, and and I have shadow pencil in my moveset, but I I use it very differently. Um. So, what I have for my standard is a move that you just tore down and said you didn't want. <laughs> you had shadow ball, didn't you? Yeah, I have I have shadow ball, but let me let me explain. Uh, okay. Go Gengar, for it. Gengar raises its arms into the air as a shadow ball materializes mm-hmm. in its hands. Okay, so right off the top, just the way that it looks is very different from Mewtwo's function. Fair, uh, fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, it operates separately from Mewtwo's shadow ball, actually, for a few reasons, though, because uh, number one, I think it maintains separate properties, unless I'm forgetting uh, Mewtwo's shadow ball has an electric effect to it, unless that changed, because I can't recall off the top uh... of my head. I think it might be darkness now because darkness wasn't okay. really like a quote unquote element okay. in melee. Because I know Gang or uh, not Gang, but Gandorf had like an electric attack as well. Hmm, that's true. Uh, no, I'm pretty sure Ganondorf's Warlock Punch was always with darkness effect though. No, um, uh, his up special. Yeah, yeah, that was true. That's what that I'm referring to. Yeah. Um. Well, nevertheless, okay. I was I was thinking of darkness though, uh, and it just works for Shadow Ball, and that's not going to change, but. Secondly, it travels at an angle. It travels at an arc. So uh, not necessarily. It has like a wavy pattern to it. Oh no, no, no! I'm talking about Gengar's oh, Shadow Ball. I'm sorry. I was still thinking Mewtwo. <laughs> My bad. No, it's okay. It's okay. It, Mewtwo is dreamy. It's easy to think about for a while and just lose ta- your train of thought. But uh, no, Gengar, uh, the Shadow Ball travels at an angle. Think Robin with Arc Fire, but stronger and further moving. Uh, and Gengar throws it diagonally. Uh, the default can be downwards, but when as you're charging it, you can also angle it upwards. So you get an upwards arc with Shadow Ball, or you get a downwards arc with Shadow Ball, so you open up some plausible strategies for the move uh, to break it away from someone who is... I forget the technical term, but say they're intentionally grabbing onto a ledge and just kind of sticking there. Throw that shadow ball down. Mm-hmm. You know, they're coming at you from an upwards angle. Toss it up. 
So it's a, it's a good defensive move and a, and a ranged projectile, so it offers that new basis to smash gameplay that I don't really think we see in many characters, at least not to that extent. Like, even Pit with his arcing arrows wouldn't be able to uh, necessarily provide as much defense as Gengar's Shadow Ball. So that was my approach towards including an iconic move for Gengar when it's already an iconic move for Mewtwo that's in the game. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's very much a... Uh, uh, it attacks more or less... It could go right at Gengar's feet. Or mm-hmm. can like uh, be thrown a little bit farther, and but it's more of an explosion down to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And and it it could summon a little bit of a darkness explosion too. I, I hadn't thought of that. So. Well, I mean, like when it makes impact with the ground, it probably like has a small yeah. explosion. Kind of like uh, you mentioned Robin's fireball. It makes contact when there's like a small explosion of fire there. Yeah, and, and you know, I'm thinking Shadow Ball, similar in size to Mewtwo's fully charged Shadow Ball too, or like those weird balls that the Me Brawlers use. Right, the shot mm-hmm. putts. Yeah, the shot putts. Okay, uh, onwards to the side specials, I guess. Yep, so for the side specials, um, actually, well, shit, talking about the side specials kind of, well, no, I guess I can talk about it here first. Uh, <laughs> like, it kind of it kind of has a connection to some of my later moves. Mm-hmm. So talking about it now kind of spoils a little bit of what I'm going for later. But for my side special, I have Hex. Nice. Now, he- Hex in the Pokemon games... It's more of like a uh, small shadowy ball mm-hmm. that gets tossed out, and it does extra damage to the opponent. It's affected by a status condition, such as paralysis, being frozen, burned, what have you. Mm-hmm. So I figured, you know what? I really like that effect. Let's translate translate that to Smash. So if an opponent is being currently taking damage from poison or they're asleep, they, they are under the effects of a pitfall, or a Deku Nut, or just something along the lines of what Smash considers status effects. Mm-hmm. Hex is going to deal extra damage. Because, hey, fun times. Yeah. Uh, and as far as like how the projectile is thrown, I envision it as like as, as small. Kind of like the smallest version of Mewtwo's Shadow Ball. Nice. Because I feel like something like this, considering the, uh, its effect on it, it should be easier to dodge, or at least easier to miss with it. Mm-hmm. And it's it's pattern that it's thrown at. I kind of envision it sort of <clears> like <throat> a uh, kind of like Luigi's Green Fireball, where it spirals forwards. Mm-hmm. I kind of see this uh, move sort of like a spiraling uh, ball of darkness as well. Except I, I feel like it's going to be a uh, a tighter spiral and a faster spiral. Okay, got it. It uh, doesn't really do much on like how the move works. It's more like an aesthetic type of spiral. Okay, so you you throw the hex and it hits an opponent and during the time that the Hex is affecting the opponent, they are dealt more damage. Uh, it's, it's, if they are currently suffering from a status effect, then they take extra damage. Okay, un- understood. But it's not necessarily like a second point of damage, it's more like the damage mm-hmm. amount is just larger. Got it. This is going to be interesting as we build into this. Oh uh, yes, I'm the, sure. Oh yeah. The the side special for that I had in mind is um, another move iconic to Gengar, much like Hex or Shadow Ball or Shadow Punch, but this time it uses his tongue, just like how we like it. Gengar, I, I wrote this down as Gengar opens its mouse. I meant mouth. Uh, Geng- wow. <laughs> Gengar opens its mouth and uses its massive tongue to lick opponents. Because let's get real, lick a tongue will never be playable 
even though that's no, everyone's it's dreams. It's everyone's dream, but it's not going to happen. We'll just I mean, settle we, on we could Gino. figure it out if we had to, but mm-hmm. I, even even me looking at like I'm just like, nah, <laughs> yeah, nah, I'm good. Yeah. So it's, it's so obviously it's a direct contact move, but anyone caught up in Gengar's looking will uh, drip in that spectral saliva you were talking about earlier. Fun enough, and a couple of things could happen, or maybe both. They could be shocked into a stillness, um, you know, like when when you're shot by Zero Suit Samus' stun gun, that kind of effect. Uh, or the Dictonaut effect as well. Yeah, that that effect too. Or they can have a bit of a harder time moving around until his spit dries off, which is just delicious, isn't it? So <laughs> <laughs> it could be both. It could it could easily be both. And then uh, Gengar's tongue is also multi-use. I don't know if you knew that. So you could connect it with a thrown item, uh, like a Pokeball or a Dusk Ball or what have you, and Gengar will retrieve the item with its tongue. Interesting. I like that. I like so that I, a lot. Because I knew that Lick would be such a standard kind of move, I just wanted to add that extra little spice into it. Mm-hmm. Now, here's a question I have for you on Lick. Yeah. Let's say somebody is holding Side Special. Can they repeatedly flip the tongue up and down, much like Sheik's old, um, her her old whip attack, or the <laughs> Belmont's whips? Well, I hadn't thought of it, but I, now I that you like mention it, now that you fun. mention it, that w- that would work. I think that there would need to be like a a lesser use of that. Like, say that initial long lick will will hit the status effect, but you can still damage opponents and make them flinch a little bit if they connect with extra tongue hits. Mm-hmm. No, yeah, I, I like that. I like that. Yes, you're right. You're I, right. Your presumption was correct, and I thought of that all along. <laughs> I will say, I did really consider Lick as a side special, but unfortunately, I didn't choose it. <clears> but <throat> I, I like what you proposed there. That's that's very good. Thank you. Thank you very much. So right. now we get to the up special, which I am honestly not satisfied with my up special, but I could not come up with anything that I mm-hmm. really like better that also pulled from the moves. Oh, it's is like, it teleport? I. No, it's not teleport. Thank goodness. Fuck that. <laughs> that was my one rule was like, I'm not resorting to teleport. No. <laughs> I'm not doing it. Yeah. <laughs> Too many characters teleport. Which, granted, I mean, a lot of times in up special, teleport makes sense. All the times for down special, counter makes sense. But if a character can have literally anything else that fits them and makes sense, why would you pick teleport or counter? Agreed. Why? Let's ask Sakurai why he chose counter like ten times over. But anyway. More than that, but yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so for my up special, it's actually Smog. Interesting. Smog being a poison type move where, you know, the a Pokemon spits out a smog of poison gas. Mm-hmm. And if you're spent time with the poison gas, well, you get poisoned. Mm-hmm. So what I have envisioned for this is that Gengar kind of like rocket launches itself up forwards. You can alter it a little bit. He just like it's like a really long jump, but when he does this, instead of leaving behind like a trail of smoky white clouds like a rocket would, it's actually noxious smog. Good, good times. It doesn't really deal damage to an opponent in a traditional way. Like it's not like, hey, look, I hit you with this attack, now you're hurt. Mm-hmm. But if an opponent, but the smog hangs around for a brief few seconds, and if an opponent walks through it, well, they're technically under the poison status condition. They're taking damage as they're in the cloud. If they hang out in there too long, they'll actually be inflicted with poison after getting out of the cloud for a short amount of time. I like it. 
That was I, the best I had. Uh, I'm gonna give you what I actually came up with, but first I'm gonna come. I have an alternate idea for how to include smog as well, uh, oh. based off of what you just said. What you said is a lot more uh, utilitarian in the scope of Smash. Like it just seems like a move that would be used as an up special and be and have that kind of more instant gratification than what I'm about to say. Um, mm -hmm. So this is maybe more of a bonus that we probably won't even consider, but just the aesthetic is cool, where uh, Gengar will instead um, use that kind of iconic uh, shifting, phasing out of, you know, view, and you would only see maybe its mouth and, and tongue, like, in your taunt that we shelved. And, or did we shelve it? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, <laughs> so It did get shelved. Okay, I'm not crazy. Not in this case, anyway. So, you would see its mouth and tongue wagging around in this big cloud of noxious smoke that just appears around it, and then you can move with the smoke, kind of like a, you know, in 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 Harry Potter, that that kind of that kind of moving with smoke. Ah, like the mm -hmm. the Death Eaters, like uh, Death Eaters, fake Ex teleports. Exactly, and it could be like a, a missile launch upwards, or or you can just. Uh, have it remain more more of a casual smoke that doesn't really damage opponents too much. But if they mm -hmm. do get caught in the smoke while Gengar's moving, uh, then they will be damaged with, with poison. And this will be something that Gengar won't deal a lot of knockback with, but during that period of time, maybe they'll have super armor within the cloud and they can move upwards toward uh, towards uh, through platforms, I mean, that like maybe like Skyworld platforms that you wouldn't normally be able to move through. There we go. Right. So, right. so instead of rocketing up and leaving uh, smoke or the smog coming from mm -hmm. behind him, it's more like he merges with the smoke and then launches himself up. Yeah. Yeah. Just something, something a little more ghosty. But I, again, I do think it would be a little bit hard to um, incorporate in Smash. Just, just practically. I just thought it would be cool to mention because it's like, oh, it looks cool. Right. <laughs> So okay. um, yeah, but my actual my actual what I actually had written down was uh, this was where I included Shadow Punch. Oh, yeah. So I mean, is I know this like the Meat Brawler's Rocket Punch downwards. Uh no no um it's more like more like a mix between uh, Shoryuken and Zero Suit Samus's up special. Oh, uh, where Gengar's fist is you know surrounded by that kind of ghostly electricity that you might see in the anime. And it's uh, leaps upward, and you know you can you can just imagine leaps upward a reasonable amount, and then it arcs back a bit in the opposite direction. It doesn't like automatically make a move and start falling down like the me like the me uh, brawler. Thank God. Hmm. But <laughs> I'm not a big fan of, of those kind of automatic go down moves like Incineroar has. Um, but. Uh, you can use a special button while in midair. So imagine like pressing B to release multiple weaker shadow punches, um, you know, from from Gengar's fist on the way down. And if any punch lands the opponent, it will engulf them in dusk. That sort of thing. So that's what I had in mind. And it would it would okay. be, it would be a it would be a stylized uppercut um, where its hand would grow larger with with you know ghostly illusion and have I don't know some some sort of like purple waves around it something along those lines something to make it cartoony that's what I had in mind okay I, I it's 
So, so it's like a um, it, it, it's Shoryuken, but it's more like a, a shorter Shoryuken. Essentially, like it doesn't yeah. go up as high. Yeah, yeah. And I, I imagine the trade-off would be maybe if you used like a you know a, a the the poor man's Shoryuken, which most of us would in utility in the mix of a Smash battle. Um, maybe Gengar's hits a little harder than that. Fair. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. How about down specials? So, for my down special, um, it's Lick. <laughs> it's Lick. Uh, I, I did. I considered it for standard, I considered it for side, and I considered it for the down special. And I was. I almost picked it for a standard special. And I, I almost made the Shadow Punch be the side. Mm-hmm. But it was like, you know what? No, let's make Lick be down special, and then we'll make Hex be the side. Yeah. So, so I it's ex- exactly how you uh, referred to it earlier. Uh, he gives a lick. It can paralyze an opponent for a short time, which works well with Hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can hold it down and um, waggle the tongue a little bit. I actually haven't thought of the idea of uh, catching items out of midair. I love that. Mm-hmm. That's great. And I'm incorporating that into my version of lick as well. <laughs> you thought of it all along. Oh, yes. Man. <laughs> I just lied about where it was. I said, hey, I did it to from my side. But I picked it down. I <laughs> okay. Oh, you're going to love at least the concept of what I have in mind for my down special. I, I, I got a bad feeling. But it's curse, isn't it? Yeah, it's curse. I had a feeling. So, <laughs> um, just because you mentioned it not being in your moveset, I was like, oh, hoop de doo. So. <laughs> Uh, you know, Geng- Gengar glows an ethereal purple and a large, you know, that large nail that, that appears in, in curse animations throughout Pokemon games. Uh, it appears just above his head, but instead of self-impaling, uh, the nail then moves just a tiny bit to the right in clear spectral fashion. And if an opponent is hit by the nail at just the right proximity from Gengar, uh, you know, like directly underneath that nail, they'll be dealt considerable damage and a random status effect will be in endowed upon them so that could be literally any status effect so they could fall asleep they could be poisoned they could be paralyzed uh, they can catch on fire be engulfed in aura be engulfed in darkness freeze uh, it's it's a curse and that's how okay. I figured I'd translate it into Smash. As far as the damage output goes onto Gengar itself, I honestly didn't really think about that too much. I know it's a big part of the move in Pokemon, and I also know that uh, Smash is really passionate about, oftentimes at least, not always, incorporating true-to-character, true-to-original game moves so I'm not sure how we'd get around that. Maybe it deals some damage to Gengar, and it's... Yeah, so maybe, like, if it lands that critical hit, it maybe it deals the opponent some considerable damage, and it deals Gengar at least half of that damage to make up for it. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Um, but then again, we can also consider uh, Sakurai made up a move for Incineroar that wasn't in the game with uh, Darkest Lariat, I think. Um, no, Dark Slayer is Incineroar's signature move. Mm-hmm. You're wrong. Well, I never played past Gen, what, 5. Not yet, anyway. What? 
Yep. You did a... Wow. Okay, well, yep. that's gotta change first of fucking all. <laughs> Christ. Yep. Oh, no, 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 it was the... It was its, uh... It was its counter move. That one. Yeah, the counter, the counter move he made up. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, that that makes sense for Darkest Lariat to be its... Sig to be its signature move, because... That explains why it's in the game when it sucks. Hmm. Uh, let's see. Never, nevertheless, while while you're looking that up. Uh, no, no, his down special is not made up. His side was the alone one. Okay, win. that's right. But it's but it's taken straight from wrestling, so mm -hmm. a little bit different. Yeah, yeah. Look, I feel like that one's okay. It is. It is. It, it play. Well, it's more it's more like what I like to do oftentimes with my characters when I when I play into their expression and their and their and their traits. Um so I so I approve of that. Anyway, so, if you know if that nail doesn't hit them just right, then it'll just fall into the ground and Gengar will have an opening to be attacked. Maybe if it hits them from the side a little bit, they'll have some standard damage. La di da. So well, let me make sure I was understanding how this looks aesthetically. The the nail appears. Does it actually hit Gengar in the beginning, or is it just like he takes damage as soon as the nail appears? Yeah, he takes damage as the nail appears. So okay, um, and then the nail yeah. it moves over to the side, then it plunges downward and tries to hit someone. Oh no, my my apologies. Actually, I meant that if the nail makes contact with someone, then Gengar will be dealt damage. Oh. Okay, so, th okay, so he's only damaged if it actually has a, on somebody, but it does move from above his head to just in front of him, and then it slams downward. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. And if you want to make that a little more simple, we just have it appear right next to him, like right. That from the like the, when I was considering curse for my move set, the way I had it kind of envisioned in my mind was that the nail appears above Gengar's head. Slams into the top of his head. He takes damage, and then it's like a dark, ghostly AOE effect that mm -hmm. comes up super quick around him, and then it would either damage opponents or uh, inflict a status effect. That that was how I was kind of debating on it in my mind. Got it. Got it. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm fine with, I'm fine with that too. Um, what's funny is that I just didn't know, um, thinking in my head if if we wanted to have like that terrifying image of self-infliction and that's all that i was thinking about but i mean it does happen in pokemon, pokemon proper exactly so i mean if we go, if we went from that angle and it sounds like we have pretty similar moves with the exception of the starting animation um eh. doesn't matter to me you want to be more true to the game let's have it hit gengar i i feel like in order for it to really be cursed, the nail needs to hit Gengar. All Otherwise, right. and, and that's part of why I didn't include it, because I was also concerned about, do we want to show that or not? Mm -hmm. But, because uh, it is a bit of a different animation scenario than in uh, the actual games. Mm -hmm. It does look different. Yeah. Whereas, opposed to, like, actually, like, looking like it's drilling a nail into something's head. Mm-hmm. That, that's part uh, of why I didn't really go with it. Yeah. But I feel like if, it, if it's going to be cursed... The okay. nail needs to impale. Okay. Um, there there are ways to make it so it doesn't look too visceral anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's fine. Just just have it happen quickly and don't just I mean, drive it if you want in no like... visceral, then... mm -hmm. If you want no visceral, no blood. Easy. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's true too. Um, 
So there's that. And that plays into something a little later on, too. Okay. Uh, Final Smash, I think, is next on the agenda. Final Smash, I've got... Uh, it's pretty simple, you know. <laughs> Never-ending Nightmare. Nice. Plain and simple enough, uh, you just see Gengar... Uh, he takes up the final pose that you would see in the Ghost Type C move, where it kind of looks like he's got like his arms up, where he's up like claws. He's kind of like just scare someone, and mm-hmm. then uh, a dark spectral, spooky <coughs> spectral thing kind of appears like a short distance in front of him. Opponents caught it, goes to cutscene, and it pretty much just plays out the animation for the Z move, Never Ending Nightmare from uh, Pokemon Sun and Moon. Okay, where, like it'll be like. But the the character or characters are just like on this dark, empty plane. There's, there's darkness all around them. They're looking around. They're scared. And like these dark, spectral, ghost-like hands come out of the ground, just start wrapping themselves all over the characters, encase them in this dome of darkness mm-hmm. before it explodes. And you know we're back to the match. Got it. Got it. I considered having him mega evolve uh, before doing the move, but I was like, eh. In the games, you know, you don't, you can't mega evolve and use the Z move. Meh, I'll just have the Z move be done. Okay, well, that is not all too different than what I had in mind because when I went into researching Mega Gengar, I found that move and I was like, okay, that <laughs> that works. And uh, what I was thinking when when they have him. So first of all, I didn't I didn't have the idea for the spectral imagery at the beginning. So I just had uh, Gengar lunge forward with a shadow punch or maybe a, a shadow ball. I didn't fully decide. Shadow claw. Yeah. Okay. Shadow claw. And then as it launches forward, anyone caught in, caught in its path will go into the cut sheen. And then I that's when Mega Gengar would come into play. It gets the Gengar right. It turns into Mega Gengar. And as those hands are engulfing the area and bringing them into darkness, the image of Mega Gengar looking ominous with its gigantic mouth appears near the bottom of the screen. And the hands drag opponents into Mega Gengar's mouth and it chomps down back into battle. Okay. That's not bad either. No. No, it isn't. (laughs) It's kind of like how... um... I think in Cinderor's uh, Final Smash, it's his Z move as well. I think mm-hmm. they just, and they might have like changed a small part of it. I know the name is different, which mm-hmm. bugged the hell out of me. Why would they change the name of it? It's the same damn thing. But yeah. it's it, it's that it's a Z move, but it adds just a little extra touch to it. Yeah, that makes I... it specifically Gengar, not just generic Ghost. Yeah, and that's what I I got it from uh, an image that I saw of Gengar in Pokemon Tournament, actually, where that was part of its moveset of Mm -hmm. just engulfing its opponents like that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, So we've pretty much got the same Final Smash. It's just, I I like your extra additions in the animation. The -hmm. only real difference from that point is uh, how it hits somebody, whether it's a uh, spectral blast out in front of him, or Mm -hmm. it's him lunging out with Shadow Claw. Yeah, yeah, so... I think the Spectral Blast uh, really plays into the ghostly character Gengar, and I, I just didn't think of it because I it, it didn't pop up in my in my research. So mm-hmm. uh, Shadow Claw is a move Gengar uses, so maybe there's legitimacy to that. Um, as we already know, I'm not 
the Pokemon expert S has been revealed this this go around the sun. But what what so what do you think? I'll defer to you on it. Um, uh, th there's a lot of characters that use both methods. Mm -hmm. Whether they they have their cutscenes, which so one of the things actually I don't like about how Smash Ultimate changed Final Smashes is now the vast majority of them are cutscenes Final Smash, which they're pretty to look at, but it's not as fun as say um, flying around as Yoshi and spitting fireballs, or running oh, yeah. around as War, or the even better example because. Originally for Brawl, we both thought that his final smash was going to be Yoshi Stampede, and that's what it is now. Mm -hmm. But a uh, better example being... Hold on, you cut out. Okay, can I hear you now? No, okay, hold on a, quick, a hot second. Fuck. Okay. Hello. 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 Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, cool. What was the last thing you heard? Uh, you just said Wario Man. Did I say the thing about Yoshi Stampede? Yeah. That was like two seconds before we stamped out was you said Yoshi Stampede. Okay, I'm going to go back a little bit and continue. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, let me think. Where was I? Uh, that's one of the things actually I don't like about how Smash Ultimate dealt with Final Smash is that now the vast majority of them are cutscenes Final Smash, which, yeah, they're pretty to look at, but you have a character like Wario who in Brawl and Smash 4 would turn into Wario Man, and you actually got to control him, run around and deal uh, stronger attacks that came out faster, stronger, and were just sometimes terrifying with uh, his bike. Good God, don't use the bike when you're Wario Man. <laughs> but now for Smash Ultimate, and I, I get uh, Sakurai's, uh, I get his idea that he was going for, which he wants to make things faster and uh, get get back into the battle proper mm -hmm. so the match doesn't lose too much uh, in its momentum. But it was just so much more fun to actually get to control Wario Man than to have Wario go up there and punch someone. Now we're in a cutscene. He does a whole bunch of punches. Is on a fart. Mm -hmm. Eh. Agreed. So I, that's that's not I don't like that what Smash Ultimate did, but uh, that that's really another topic in general. But I, I feel like Gengar, he, he's less of a physical type character. Mm -hmm. For first of all, Ghost type pre Gen Four was labeled as a special type. Mm -hmm. all, all all Ghost type moves dealt special damage. Yeah, even if it didn't make sense, <laughs> like Shadow Punch. Mm -hmm. or Shadow Claw. Thanks, Game Freak. But they fixed that in Gen 4. But even then, a lot of Ghost Tech moves are still considered to be special. And I think even Gengar, I'd, I'm going to have to look it up and check, but I think he's more geared towards the special attack stat, or at least more so than physical. I have to check to be sure, which I am actually doing right now. Uh, <laughs> right. Let me see here, because I'm good at this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's a special attacker. It's his best stat. Speed is his second best. Like his special attack is one thirty. His basic, his physical is sixty five. Nice. So it makes way more sense for Gengar as a character to do like the shadowy blast than to lunge with a shadow claw. Okay, sounds good to me. So we're gonna go for, if I'm understanding you correctly, a shadowy blast for the start of it, and then yes. kind of go for that mix of yours and mine for the cutscene. Right. And that Shadowy Blast, uh, it's not necessarily a distinct move that exists. Mm -hmm. It's just 
something he does. Like, you could say it's Nightshade, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad idea, actually. Just make it be Nightshade. Mm-hmm. Or, like, uh, I don't know. I'm looking at some of his other moves here, but that's really the only one that seems like it would fit. Mm-hmm. Understood. But I, th- I think that's best for uh, certainly animation for his final smash. Okay. Sounds good and fair for me. So, with that said, shall we move on to the extra skill before wrapping it all up? Let's move to the extra skill. Okay. So, my extra skill is actually a little bit similar to a move that Mewtwo has. Mm-hmm. Not Shadow Ball. Teleport. We've already discussed my thoughts on Shadow Ball. Not Teleport. We've already discussed my thoughts on Teleport. Not Disable. Well, actually... No, yeah, not Disable. Mm-hmm. It's Confusion. Except I'm using Confusion. I'm using Confuse Ray. Nice. That's an actual ghost-type move. So mm-hmm. I see this as sort of like a a very small, probably smaller than even Hex. So mm-hmm. actually maybe Hex should be increased in type a little bit. Um, it's a small projectile that does a really lazy loop around as it goes forward. It's slow, so it should be easy to dodge in theory. Mm-hmm. But if it makes contact with an opponent, then for the uh, next however many seconds, and it's a higher amount of time depending on how damaged the character is, like it's it's going to last longer if they have 300% damage than if they have only 20% damage. But for that time period, their controls, at least their left and right, are reversed. Nice. They're confused. I like it. I like they it. don't know where they're going. I'm not going to like it when it affects me, but I like it in function. Yes. <laughs> and it would also trigger with X. Like it. Yes. Good. So, so like for at least for my, all the moves that we've discussed, Hex mm-hmm. will do extra damage. Uh, an opponent has been hurt by Lick, an opponent has been hurt by Smog, an opponent has been hurt by Curse, or an opponent has been hurt by Confuse. Right. Very good. There's a reason I put in Hex. Mm-hmm. Which brings me to my extra skill, Hex. Hex. <laughs> so, uh, I had the animation a little bit different, and yours mm-hmm. is probably a lot more true to Pokemon, but I had him uh, casting a collection of little little purple embers that dance around and move forward in a, in an eb- with an ebb and flow, similar to Confusory, actually, uh, with some haste, uh, not, not too slow moving. So, similar to the small Mewtwo's Shadow Ball move in that regard. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, if the embers connect with an opponent, they'll be dealt some light damage with with uh, some persistent dark flames until they dissipate after a while. But if the hex makes an, a target with an opponent who's also cursed or paralyzed by lick or any or anything like that, um, like you had in mind with the hex in your move set, uh, they'll be dealt considerably more damage, and you can rack up the damage while hex is affecting them. There you go. See, when you were describing how it looked, I thought you were describing Will-O-Wisp instead. True. Because, like, the small spectral balls of fire, I'm just like, do you mean Will-O-Wisp? But then you went to, like, the actual effects, and I was like, okay, okay. So it, it, it's it's my move that just uh, aesthetically looks different. Yeah, and, and really, it, it can look like your move, for all I care. Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't thinking Will-O-Wisp. Maybe subconsciously I was. Uh, I was just thinking Ghost. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's our move set. This is going to be a little difficult, I think. Yeah, I mean, what Waluigi was a lot easier to kind of pick what what moves we liked more. Mm-hmm. This time around, I mean, if I'm honest, on 
on the overall, I mean, I prefer mine, and you probably prefer yours on the overall. Mm-hmm. But um, I don't know. Hex, I do, I do think that hex does make sense on the extra skill slot because mm-hmm. it's sort of like a bonus thing for Gengar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's hard to say because our move sets are move wise not too different from one another. Yeah, it's just a lot of times a move is in a different spot. Like we have lick, hex, and shadow punch just all in different areas, and mm-hmm. at least for shadow punch, you're using different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which which one of your moves? Let's let's look at it this way. Which one of your moves do you feel most strongly about? Uh, both as the move and where it's placed in the move set. Gosh, even that is is a little bit hard. Uh, just looking I, over I, I it, feel, I feel like for me it's Shadow Punch. Mm-hmm. Because like because like that that was a move that I thought of when I. I immediately was like a, a year ago or whenever it was when I was thinking Gengar would be fun. Mm-hmm. Like Shadow Punch was like it immediately came to mind and he was like, "This move needs to be here." Yeah, I, I get you, and that and that makes sense too because Shadow Ball, given its diagonal properties, could also be a side move if we used it. Yeah. Okay, so and, and I think and Sh- I'd also and I had considered Lick for both side down and extra skill, so that mm-hmm. could go in any of those spots just fine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I think Shadow Punch should be incorporated. I think your way of doing Shadow Punch is more inventive than mine. Um, so Because mine can, is also actually kind of similar to your smog, just without the punch. Um, right. So, Shadow Shadow Punch in standard, iconic move of Gengar's. I think we can agree that's fine, that's a lock. Let's okay. So let's let's go with the <laughs> special next. So those are the only other two moves that they don't have a solid spot. Right. Uh, technically, Shadow Punch is already standard, but that doesn't mean Shadow Punch can't be up special as well. It's kind of like a Shadow Show Ryukin, mm-hmm. but I'm not sure. What do, What do you think about up special? Up special. If we were just choosing between your smog or my Shadow Punch, I kind of feel like I like my Shadow Punch and I like the utility. I like the various ways it can be used. But at the same time, I'm not sure how, when you have this broad spectrum of moves to take into account for Gengar, mm-hmm. um, why would you go for two variations of the same move? Oh yeah, because it's Smash Brothers, but no. <laughs> We're trying I mean, to be uh, beyond uh, that. Hmm? Right. An alternate idea that could be done is sort of like uh, Gengar will jump up a short distance, but as he's doing so, he's forming a Shadow Ball in his hands, and then at the apex of his jump, He's flipped upside down and he throws it down. That could work too. Kind of. Are you thinking a mix between Smog and Shadow Ball for that, or are you just thinking more of a Shadow Ball and just that Shadow Punch? It's pretty much just. It's pretty much yeah. just uh, um, Shadow it. Ball at that point, just being thrown downwards, right, right, like directly down. Got it. Like there wouldn't be the smoke, the poisonous trail from Smog in that case. Got it. Got it. Um, gosh, this late in the game, we're already and we're still coming up with new moves. Uh, oh yeah, of course. <laughs> this one is. This I, is a I debated tough one. like there there were like ten moves that I was considering between when I was building this. Got it, got it. Um, yeah, I, I like your your shadow ball idea as well. And if we if we did that, then we would be freeing up move on, uh, room on the side and 
uh, pretty much everything else which needs besides standard and up will be a lot more difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing hmm. is we'd be having a same move as Mewtwo, just different ways. And <laughs> we have that with other characters. Mario yeah. and Luigi both have Fireball. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, God, at the same time, I am at a loss. I am at a loss. Because they, okay. they, they will work fundamentally pretty similar, with the exception of one being a charged projectile and the other one being status effects. Wait, 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 hold on. Shadowball's not a charged projectile in up special. Oh, yeah, no, no, I didn't mean... Okay, that could be a bit confusing. I just meant how it looks. Sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, so if we're kind of at a loss and up special, let's move on for now. Mm-hmm. Let's figure out what we want to do between uh, side, down, and extra skill. Christ. Because for side, we have currently Hex or Lick, and you've mentioned that Shadow Ball could become a new side as well, kind of like how Robin has uh, Fire as his side. Mm-hmm. Uh, down is marked as either being Lick or Curse. Mm-hmm. Extra skill is either Confuse Ray or Hex, and theoretically, Lick could also fit there just as easily, or even Curse. Mm-hmm. So, I, I first of all, I want Lick somewhere. Agreed. Absolutely want Lick. I think thematically Lick works better, to me personally, as either a down or an extra compared to a side, but it could still fit side. Got it. What, what, what are your thoughts on those options that we have? It's difficult for me because I approached the creation of this moveset just like, what moves are most closely associated with Gengar. Mm -hmm. And I feel in those respects that I've run the, you know, the the gamut on getting those moves incorporated. So I feel like Lick is an iconic move to Gengar and should be there. But then at the same time, Curse is a big move for Ghost-type Pokemon. And the, the easy way out might be to not incorporate Curse and then move forward. But it is a big move for ghost type Pokemon. And I do have a have a bit of a of a passion for it too. That that's that's really the trick, isn't it? It's like mm-hmm. we, we both agree that that curse is such a huge iconic ghost type move. Mm-hmm. Even if, you know, nobody fucking uses it ever. Because <laughs> yeah. we're all just like, why would I want to use this move? This sucks. Mm-hmm. But as far as like in the games, you know, it if it, it's extremely fitting. It's just in Smash, it's a bigger question mark. Mm-hmm. Who is going to want to do potentially heavy damage to themselves just for a SAS effect? That's true. So something of uh, this is this is a different idea I'm throwing out there, and I'm, I'm not sure if this will work either. What if there was a Pokeball Pokemon of some? Maybe it's Ghastly. Who knows? Uses curse, and it mm-hmm. da- it does damage the uh, person that summoned Ghastly, but it does a huge AOE effect of uh, a status effect or damaging another or damaging other opponents. What would yeah. that be a way to compromise it? It's technically That's... not Gengar at all. This has nothing to do with the character move set, mm-hmm. but it is another way that curse could work in Smash with ghosts. That's true, and Smashtopia is not just related to characters. We we do everything on the site. Indeed. So, okay, yeah, that that 
that is a way we can go, and that might be honestly the simplest route because we might be discussing this all night otherwise. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm okay with that. And in that case, I feel like we can move Lick to down. Okay. Mm-hmm. And someday, who knows? Maybe after this episode, I'll just throw Ghastly up on a Smashtopia, or we might do a whole episode based solely on what Pokeball Pokemon can we put in Smash and how can they work? Who yeah. knows? Yeah, we'll, we'll find out. Yeah, yeah. Moving moving past characters on on these episodes every once in a while will be something that we do as we continue on. Yes, mm-hmm. but whether it be stages, items, assist trophies, or Pokemon, or even bosses, mm-hmm. we we want to do more than just characters. Yep, we're we're gonna decide who's the boss of this podcast. Masterfoot. Yeah, true. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so we've got Shadow Punch as our standard. We've got mm-hmm. Lick as our town. We've got Never Ending Nightmare as our final smash. Mm-hmm. We still need to figure out a special between Smog, Shadow Show Ryukin. That's just what I'm calling it because it mm-hmm. makes me, it makes it, it amuses me, mm-hmm. uh, or Shadow Ball. Side special as much as being Hex or Lick. Or it could potentially be Shadow Ball as well. Mm-hmm. And Extra Skill is currently either Confuse Ray or Hex. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. You mentioned that Hex is more could... of an Extra Skill to Gengar in the games. What was that? Uh, well, I, what, I, what I was meaning by that is like I could see the argument for it being an Extra Skill because it's it's sort of like it's an extra effect. Like, oh, hey, it. it's another attack that I'm doing, but this attack is better when you're already being affected by a, a That's stat true. Situation. That's true. So I could see that argument as well. And also, uh, I meant to say as well, that Confuse Ray could also theoretically work as a side special. Mm-hmm. That's true. And and uh, you mentioned Lick earlier too, but we already have that as, as the down special. Um, yeah, so we, we could have Confuse Ray as the side and Hex as the extra. That's true. Um, and then on that basis, uh, I think just choosing between Smog Shadow Shuriken or Shadow Ball. Uh, mm-hmm. Shadow Shuriken is just another form of Shadow Punch. It's a different way to, to approach it and it would work. But I'm just going back to that other argument in my head where I'm thinking Smash fans would probably be like, oh, we could have gotten something else like Smog or Shadow Ball. Um, and, as far, and then I'm just thinking between Smog and Shadow Ball. Um, I think that what I'm thinking there is Shadow Ball is another move that is iconic to Gengar. So what I personally would do, and we have all the room for discourse in the world, I would move Confuse Ray aside, I would move Hex to Extra Skill, and I would use Shadow Ball as the up. Okay. So if Shadow Ball is going to be our up, let's discuss that one a little bit more so we can uh, both get an idea of exactly how it works. So I threw out an idea, mm-hmm. but it wasn't really fully fleshed out. Got it. Yeah. So the idea behind Shadow Ball being the up special, as opposed to like how Mewtwo has it with size where he charges up and it kind of like travels forward in a wavy pattern. For this one, Gengar jumps pro- probably about probably about comparable with like Mario's up special, super jump punch. Maybe maybe yeah. a little shorter, hard to really say there, but mm-hmm. probably something relatively comparable to that. And as he's jumping, uh, he's sort of like forming the Shadow Ball in his hands on the way up flipping around himself until he gets to the, to the apex of the jump where he's facing down at the ground and then throws the shadow ball straight down. If it's an opponent, they're blasted. If it hits a, a platform, then it's sort of like a small AOE shadowy explosion at the uh, where it hits the ground. 
Yeah, I like that. I was I was originally going to say, do you want to throw it diagonally instead of downwards? But I think with the AOE effect, that helps the downwards spiral uh, yeah. have more have more ground. Uh, yeah, I, I like that. Okay, I like that it sounds like sounds like we've got the uh, the move set all done and taken care of. Oof. Yeah. All right. That that was that was a difficult one. Let's mm-hmm. say with Waluigi, where a lot of times we had um, either like the same idea or like but upgraded. This time oh, it was like I love we got that the same Waluigi ideas. Oh, fuck you. <laughs> the, the, this time around, it was a lot of uh, I had the same idea but in a different place. Like okay, yeah. where are we yeah. gonna put these? <laughs> it it was a lot. It was it was a game of Tetris, four D yeah. mind Tetris. Because like what what uh, what you and the viewers may not know is when I'm coming up with moves. I write down a whole bunch of possibilities to start out with. Like, mm-hmm. I might have, I might have like ten or fifteen different potential moves that I'm writing down. Especially when it comes to Pokemon, because you can just pull anything out of there. Oh yeah. And then I, I, I think about how each of them could work, and I'm like, okay, if this move works like this, what? How? Where, where would it fit on the move set? Like, like with Lick, I would figure it out. Okay, Lick could theoretically be a standard special, a side, a down, or an extra skill. It could fit in any of those spots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I had true. to just figure out from there the puzzle of okay, well, if I put this one here, then what goes here? And I just sort of like have to jigsaw it together. Mm-hmm. Like I could have had hex be extra and had uh, um, like be the side. I could have mm-hmm. easily thought of that. I just didn't. Yeah, yeah. Mean, meanwhile, over here, I was just thinking between shadow ball for standard, shadow punch for standard, razor leaf for standard. It was a difficult process as well, but I don't, I don't approach it with the same level of technique that you do, and I think that. A lot of people wouldn't, so it's it's appreciated your meticulous research and 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 technique. I'm I'm sorry. Did you say razor leaf? I don't think so. Maybe we'll play it back. I'm pretty sure you said razor leaf. Okay, you can believe what you want to believe. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, if it was Willow Wisp, I wouldn't have you know thought anything of it. But razor leaf. What? <laughs> yeah, I, my Gengar learned that in in uh, Generation. What game was it again? Pokemon Z Five. Shadows of a another world. Uh huh. Okay. Sure. Yep. I'm sure it did. Gengar mm-hmm. has never once been able to learn Razor Leaf in any Pokemon game. Period. Oh. Well, what's the incentive for playing Gen 7, then? Uh, anyway. Uh, the wild area? True. Oh, no, that's Gen 8. My bad. The incentive (laughs) for playing Gen 7? Uh, Tapu Koko? Incineroar, I'm sure. Uh, okay, so are we gonna talk home stage? Uh, before we talk home stage, Mm -hmm. we need to talk about some unique traits that Gengar could have true okay i i have three possible things that we can give gengar here okay uh first of all no crawling no wall cling no wall jump none of that okay no that, that doesn't fit gengar at no. all uh instead the first thing i have is the possibility of having extra jumps because mm-hmm. he's a big old he, he's a ghost but he's also like a big old essentially like a gas mm-hmm. so it kind of makes sense that he could maybe have like an extra jump or possibly two i'm not too sure what do you think I can I can see a third jump easily. I think with the with the 
Gengar's girth, maybe a fourth wouldn't make too much sense. But a, okay. but a third, that would work. All right, I'm down for that. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the second unique trait I have for him is uh, something that's actually something that Jigglypuff actually has. Uh, you know how Jigglypuff is uh, when it when it's in the air, you can just flow all over the darn place now with like this massive control of the air. Mm -hmm. I feel like that makes a lot of sense for Gengar as well because again, Ghost and he's mm -hmm. super lightweight. I agree with that. You know, I thought that when you mentioned Jigglypuff, you might be taking it into another direction with Gengar's uh, trait, and that was something that I had in mind, but I'll just save it. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, it, to to kind of, like, attach that as well, like, while he's super floaty in midair, and he can uh, really float around wherever he wants to, much like how Jigglypuff can, in the air, he's, he's lightweight. He's easy to launch. But when he's mm -hmm. actually making contact <clears throat> with the ground, he's actually a little bit heavier. So he's a little bit harder to launch. But once he is in that air, it's relatively easy to knock him around. I could see I could see that happening. I could see that working. Um, it's a negative trait, which is why I'm like, oh no. But uh, yeah, we could we could do that too. If you, if you think it makes sense, I am all for it. I mean, Pichu is a negative trait where it damages itself. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's true. Okay. Yeah. So. My third unique trait, which is this, is the big one. Mm -hmm. uh, when Gengar, when, when special, I'm trying to when when abilities were mm -hmm. first introduced in the Pokemon games with Generation Three, Ruby and Sapphire, Gengar was given Levitate, which basically just means it has immunity to ground type moves, mm -hmm. which is nice because as a part poison type, it's weak to ground. Mm -hmm. That, however, changed with Generation Seven, when its ability instead changed to Cursed Body, which as I will pull out the text for Cursed Body to read its effect, which I should have had prepared ahead of time, but I did not. <laughs> uh, cursed Body. When a Pokemon with this ability is hit by a damaging move, there's a 30% chance that the Cursed Body will disable that move of the attacking Pokemon for four turns. Huh. So, here's what I have in mind for Cursed Body. When you are shielding, and you let go of the shield button to perform a perfect shield. Uh, the opponent kind of enters like a short hit, stun, stagger type of deal. I'm not, I'm not super competitive player, so I'm not super up on the exact details of uh, a perfect shielding, what it affects. But that's more or less my, my understanding of how it works. So I thought, what if when Gengar pulls off a perfect shield, curse body activates. And not only is the opponent kind of staggered for a very short time, but for a few... I'm not sure the time. I feel like it should be longer than a few seconds because it's not too punishing otherwise. Mm -hmm. But whatever move it was that was that caught, that was making contact when, when the perfect shield got triggered, assuming it's a physical move. Because mm -hmm. range doesn't do anything. But if it's a physical move, then that move is disabled for a short time. <laughs> Good thinking my friend the the real trouble with it is how mm -hmm. how long is this move disabled because if it's too long then it's op but mm -hmm. if it's only like two or four seconds then it's literally nothing yeah. it's like okay let me use any of my other 20 moves mm -hmm. i think i think if you just knock that up by about two times the the percentage rate maybe if he maybe if it's six to eight seconds or closer to 9 or 10, I think that would be still fair, but more punishing. So, 8 seconds, you'd say? I would say. I would say. 
Okay. So so if Cursed Body activates, you pull out the Perfect Shield. It's a physical move. Then for eight seconds, that opponent cannot use that move. And if they try, the mm-hmm. uh, the opponent, you know, the, the character, they kind of like, they act like they're trying to do something, mm-hmm. but it, it fails for whatever reason, and they're kind of like just a little bit frustrated. Mm-hmm. I I like it, and I and I can see how it worked too because it's that a unique trait of Gengar's, and having it, and it's not something that'd be very common. You would have to pull off that perfect shield. If this were a down special, it might be a little OP, but it's not. So it's good. Yeah, I I initially considered trying to see if I can make this work as like a down special or an extra skill. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, no, no. Nah. It would it would be well, too. Wasn't often. liking it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought about maybe it's just a, uh, maybe you didn't even have the perfect shield. Maybe you just had like the shield against the move. I was like, no, that's too powerful as well. It's got to be a perfect shield or it just doesn't work. Yeah. Okay. And I, that's something I like that all no those. other character has a mechanic like that in Smash. And no other Not character really would. So I'm, No, no. I'm down for that. Uh, so the extra skill that I thought of, I actually didn't have, I mean, unique trait. Uh, the unique trait that I had in mind... Um, I, I did not think of it until we were in the midst of this podcast. Oh. And it was when you were actually talking about your second unique trait, uh, relating it back to Jigglypuff. My mind actually just brain blasted into a positive direction. Um, so what I think is that Gengar could sing. Uh, intermittently, just while walking around, it would it would sing its own name. So, similar to Jigglypuff, although I think it would be a little bit more gruff. So, it would be like, Gengar, Gengar. And that's my thought. Your what? S- your silence spoke volumes. I know you love it, so I guess we'll put it on the site. Guess that'll be a thing. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm confused. By what? I think it's fairly. I I am confused because I don't know. It won't if you're put legitimate. them to sleep. It won't put them to sleep either. It'll be different. It won't scare them because it's such a nice um, sonata that is being provided to the realm that they that all characters will be distracted by clapping. Okay, now this brought to mind a new taunt idea. <laughs> uh, just like of Gengar, literally trying to troll specifically Jigglypuff and instead of singing Jigglypuff song, it's just like Gengar. It's like just, just the just the one sound of its name in, in that same tune as like as a no. taunt. Specifically the fuck with Jigglypuff. Maybe if Jig- <laughs> maybe if you beat Jigglypuff and you're in a victory pose, you can Gengar can have a unique victory pose. You know what? Just that. Hang on, let's um and just toss it in. It's kind of like how you Lucina know, has different voice clips. That mm-hmm. would work with the uh, balancing on the circus ball. <laughs> so the other two victory puzzles doesn't quite mm-hmm. work with, but that one it, you could easily throw that in there. I, I like that I, actually. I'm I'm writing that down. I'll say that's funny. Who knew that this was going to lead to somewhere productive? I sure as hell didn't. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know how we even have one episode uploaded. <laughs> Hi guys and welcome to episode four, five, four, five, five, five. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy, that was awesome. <laughs> so, 
All right, mo- moving moving away from unique traits, we got two more mm-hmm. things to discuss here with Gengar. Mm-hmm. The first being alternate costumes. Right. Now, uh, unlike I don't know what you have thought here, but unlike uh, Waluigi, where we had multiple different outfits that he could actually wear, Gengar doesn't really have that. And you know, Pikachu and Jigglypuff and Pichu as well, they have the little hats that they'll wear. But mm-hmm. I also don't really see that working for Gengar. Although now that I, I say that. Top Hat and Monocle would be pretty funny. Oh, but, I uh, what I have written down for him is just simple color changes. Mm-hmm. So I've got a dark red, dark blue, dark green, and a dark orange. Sort of like, you know, the, you know a little bit of a Halloween pumpkin-y vibe there. Mm-hmm. Uh, straight black, because he's traditionally dark purple. Mm-hmm. I have a uh, one that's listed as a Shiny Gengar, which is more or less kind of a gray Mm-hmm. Uh, I have white listed down, which is what Shiny Mega Gengar looks like, and Shiny Mega Gengar is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, love that. Uh, his ninth color I have written down here is a mustard yellow. So, mm-hmm. basically like a dark yellow. Nice. And the last one, just for a little teensy bit of amusement, light pink. <laughs> Once okay, again. Even play- Gengar wants some love. Playing back on Jigglypuff again. Um, uh, that wasn't the idea, but sure. Yep. Well, it all comes back to Jigglypuff in the end for us all. I mean, Gengar would have been a better Pokemon to have in the original Smash than Jigglypuff. Ah, yep. Just saying, Sakurai. <laughs> Just saying. Nevertheless, this is the legacy we've been left with, and that's fine by me since I have become a Jigglypuff. Well, that's for that's Gengar, I'm just going to... Mm-hmm lob a few ideas your way because number one i had the same general idea of just going for alternate colors and there's not all too much you can do with it unless you start pulling from different pokemon and i didn't really have many ideas come up for that yeah for, for gengar it's kind of hard to do that because mm-hmm. he's really just dark purple there's really nothing else to him yeah and I, and I but i do like the idea of maybe we can go into the original game boy uh color uh colors or the original the generation one colors and have a blue Gengar, a red Gengar, um, and, you know, have them be somewhat muted colors, like that purple that he is. Yeah. And uh, a darkish green color that's more teal-ish, like, uh, like the Game Boy color I had. That would be cool. Um, and to that same extent, you can have maybe uh, an Arctic Ice Gengar, like you. I think you've already described. Uh, and you mentioned the monocle earlier that would be very entertaining (laughs) we can incorporate that if you want to the other one that i had in mind was halloween time uh i could see a witch kind of hat or a sorcerer's kind of hat um working on gengar as well better better idea for Mm -hmm. the black gengar alt you know that the that really horrible looking skeleton costume Mm -hmm. which is like oh yeah it's like a black you know jumpsuit and it's just that got white bones on it (laughs) yeah do that, but yeah. they'd also you know like be different proportions because it's Gengar. Yeah, that would be a good one. That would be a good one. Um, other than that, honestly, uh, my alternate costumes are not all that creative. In fact, they're so uncreative that I will tell you that they're non-existent because I forgot to write them down. I had a feeling. Yeah, but not a big deal. Nope, that at all. <laughs> so. Cool. <laughs> with that, this with, has with been a. That, this has been an yes. episode. This has been an episode. Hey, I mean, you know, sometimes you uh, come up with an ideas and 
sometimes you get showed up. Yep. Well, no, sometimes you... Well, sometimes you don't show up at all. Yes. Anyway. What happened to that guest we're supposed to have this episode? I don't know. They died on us. Gengar they ate them. Gengar. Yep. Yes. Poor, poor <laughs> Rick. He, poor he Rick. became the Gengar, and so we're making a moveset for Rick. Poor Rick. He, he just wanted to make the Commonwealth a better place. He, he just wanted to start out the buffet with two plates. He was willing to pay for that second plate. That's all he wanted. Oh, man. You know what Rick would have wanted even more was for us to give his Gengar a stage. Ah, yes. And I feel like we both agree there's only one stage that really makes sense for Gengar. Agreed. And that's a pineapple under the sea. I was going to say the SSN, so we're kind of thematic there with, with the blue-skied ocean. What? The SSN? Yep. That makes no sense. What no, a Pokemon it's... Tower? Yeah. Yeah, that was mine, too. Uh-huh. Sure it was. You actually had mm-hmm. SSN, didn't you? I no, it's you. Pokemon Tower. No, it's Pokemon <laughs> Tower. Come on. Yeah, I mean, come on. It has to be. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing yeah. is, like, with Pokemon Tower, I actually don't have an idea for how it would work. Mm-hmm. I could come up with something, but at this point in time, all I know is, I mean, it's Pokemon Tower. It's 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 gotta be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I, be. I couldn't approach it from whether we should have it inside with all the with all the grave markers or outside of the tower. Um, mm-hmm. So I just kind of approached it multifaceted. I just kind of assumed it would be outside of the tower, so you can see it towering upwards, and then I would have it shift from day to night. At night, a variety of ghost type Pokemon will appear in the background. Uh, you know, in, in the daytime, too, you can have Drifloon floating up in the air or something. Uh, nighttime, you can have Ghastly and Haunter, other Gengar, maybe, Spiritome, Trevenant, Gorgeist, whatever. All manner of ghost-type Pokemon appear in the background, flying around the tower, uh, appearing in front of it, uh, watching the fight ensuing on hand. Uh, I assume that around the tower would be like flat grassland, but um, what I had in mind to play into the ghostly theme was to have stone platforms that look like a similar material to the tower. Um, mm-hmm. And they materialize in different formats. Like one can be a long platform in the center, similar to uh, Smashville or, or something along those lines. Uh, a battlefield-like setup, obviously, just because it's kind of given at this rate. Uh, and so on. So different, different platforms would rise and fall at different times. And they would not rise and fall, really. Materialize out of thin air and then materialize back into nothingness okay uh, and the platforms are also decrepit to kind of play into this kind of ancient lore uh, of the tower and they can be destroyed like in Skyworld. maybe if you jump on them too many times they'll fall apart interesting that was my idea i, I like that a lot uh the only thing i would add to that is um there needs to be some kind of ghostly shenanigans going on mm-hmm well, what the shenanigans are, I don't really know. But, mm-hmm. like, uh, going back again to that anime episode, that ghastly hunter and Gengar that Ash meets, mm-hmm. they are, they, they just love to have fun. They love mm-hmm. to play games. And if you're not about having fun, they will just be mean to you. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, whether it's those specific Pokemon or just different ghosts in general, there needs to be something going on the stage that is for, so it's like they're having some kind of an effect on it. Uh, in addition to the platforms uh, appearing and going away. Mm-hmm. What, what that is, I don't know. We'll have to figure that out at some other time. 
Yeah, that's fine by me. Uh, in the meantime, and that 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 proves this is this is Smashtopia episodes are a workshop. We we are setting down live, and we are figuring this all out as we go. And sometimes yep. that'll happen. We're not gonna hold ourselves down onto finalizing every last detail right away. If we, yeah, like yeah. we we don't we don't tell each other what we have planned. We might tease each other. It's like, oh, I've got something crazy here. Oh yeah. So like we never know what the other person's gonna say. Mm-hmm. Like who knew that Gengar's song would make it into a victory post? That was who, a good who knew that we both were gonna say Waluigi Pinball. <laughs> oh man, that was a good one. I mean, that that was a I was so angry. Yeah, I loved it. I loved it because it was real. Um, yeah, and who and who knew that one of my ideas for Chucky was to have Boppo appear in front of him as a down special? It's like okay. every episode of the new bit for you. That's that's the plan, that's the plan. Although I I am passionate about Chucky, we'll return to that at a later date. <laughs> In the meantime, I think that that's a wrap on Gengar. I'm excited to see this one go up. Oh yes, this was this was a good discussion, my good friend. I, I I'm really glad that I ended up not making that Gengar move that a long time ago, like uh, I wanted to, because this was a perfect. Perfect first Pokemon to make a move set for for uh, our podcast. Exactly. Like we we could have done Eevee, mm-hmm. we could have done Genesect mm-hmm. or uh, Buzzwool. I don't know, Buzzwool. Yeah, we <laughs> could have done that one, I guess. <laughs> or like uh, Zoroark yeah. or something. Mm-hmm. But G- Gengar, Gengar worked well. Gengar is a phenomenal. And I'm, I'm sure we'll do more Pokemon. We just because <laughs> Pokemon are so easy to come up with stuff. They have so much potential. Mm-hmm. We just have to be careful not to do, you know, too much. We, we can't do all of just one series because, you know, Smash isn't just about yeah. Pokemon. Yeah, agreed. And can I certainty that I can say that our next episode after this, episode 6, will be an, another Smasher Dash, of course, and we'll be having two pair-ups of Ganon versus Tetra and Ribbon Girl versus Marshall. And when we say Ganon, we mean classic Ganon. Mm-hmm. Not not this rambling beast in Twilight Princess. Not this dark cloud in Breath of the Wild. No, 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 no. <laughs> we mean that blue-furred, cape-wearing, trident-wielding classic. Absolutely. And not to downplay Tetra either. No. That, yeah. We will, uh, in Ribbon Girl versus Marshall, those are two IPs of... of you know, varying, varying acclaim that Nintendo has pushed out recently. Uh, well, Rhythm Heaven is an ongoing series, but you know, recent games. And yeah, we'll we'll talk more at you about that in a couple weeks. Oh yes. Or whenever you happen to be listening to this, it could be years from the time we're it recording. It could be it. right now. It could be right now, and it is right now. That's with certainty. With that said. Gengar has come to a close. I applaud you. I applaud us. And I say to the audience to cap things off. Gengar, Gengar, Gengar. Ghastly.